Hey, welcome to The Staffing Show. This is Caitlin DeLore, Editor-in-Chief of Staffing Hub. In this episode, I interview Brandon Courtney, the President and CEO at Health Trust Workforce Solutions. We talk about what sets Health Trust apart, how they've managed double-digit growth for the past four years, and how their nurse education program has really created change in the industry. Hope you enjoy. Health Trust has seen double-digit growth for the past four years now. If you had to distill it down to just a few unique qualities, what would you say sets Health Trust apart? That we provide a service in the healthcare staffing industry that's different than all of our competitors. And that when you look at the service offerings that we provide as it relates to healthcare labor management. The various competitors that we have are different from one service offering to the next. And the point is that there isn't any one firm out there who we compete against across all of our service lines. So to be more specific, we have our advisory services business, which goes in and helps healthcare systems do a better, more efficient job of managing their labor. We go in and do labor productivity assessments to show healthcare systems opportunities to create a more efficient schedule, which allows them to manage their full-time resources more efficiently, more effectively, which typically increases employee satisfaction and ensures a good quality schedule which obviously is in everybody's interest, but most notably the great patient experiences within the hospital systems. And that by managing their full-time employees more efficiently, we actually help save them money because they are then using contract labor, which is always part of all healthcare systems labor model, but it, we help save them money because they end up using less contract labor. So when you look at that piece of our business, it's very different than our other staffing competitors staffing industry competitors. No one else has that service offering. You know, it's consulting firms that we compete with in that space. When Mm -hmm. it comes to the MSP space, one thing that's very different about us is that we truly view ourselves as an MSP or we are a master service provider. A lot of our competitors in the healthcare staffing space, they go into MSPs looking to be the primary staffing provider. They're more master staffing providers as opposed to master service providers. You know, we provide just a very different level of service because we're not trying to fill our MSP clients' orders with our nurses. We're just trying to fill our MSP clients as quickly as we can, the right resource at the right time. It's a very different experience with us as their MSP, as opposed to some of our other competitors in the healthcare space as their MSP. And and in some cases, we haven't won deals because the health system liked the idea of having a primary staffing provider. But in most cases, they like our vendor neutrality, and they like the fact that we're trying to fill their job as quickly as we can with, again, right resource, right time. So the other things that make us very different is we've got a credentialing service offering that we provide whereby we manage, we ensure from a patient safety standpoint that all individuals that enter healthcare facilities 
are appropriately credentialed based on what kind of and how much contact they have with patients. And again, we compete in that space with a whole nother set of competitors. And just like our advisory services business, none of them are staffing companies. And then finally, we've got an educational service offering where we do EMR training on several different EMR systems. EMR is an acronym for electronic medical record. And so whether it's Meditech, Cerner, or Epic, we train our clinicians on whatever tool the healthcare system and facility utilizes so that from a productivity standpoint, when those clinicians arrive at the facility, they aren't having to figure out their EMR system. They've already been trained in advance. So from a productivity standpoint, it allows them to hit the floor much more productive because they're not having to figure out the EMR tool. The other thing that is big from an education standpoint is this whole skills gap that exists between new nurse grads and mm-hmm. nurses who can get hired by healthcare systems. New nurses always have a hard time finding their first nursing role coming out of nursing school because they don't have any experience. And then you've got healthcare systems that can't hire new nurse grads because they don't have a training program and that they only want to hire nurses with a minimum of of one-year experience. In fact, if you go on the internet, you'll see that RNs is the single most advertised open position on the job boards. And Mm -hmm. all of them start out with a minimum one-year experience. So everybody's looking for that one-year experience as a threshold to get hired. So that new nurse grad struggles to find their first position. So we've got a nurse training program. We refer to it as STAR-N, which STAR-N is an acronym for Specialty Training Apprenticeship for RNs, and that it's a 12- to 14-week training program that takes new nurse grads and runs them through a combination of classroom training, simulation training, and preceptorship that over a 12- to 14-week, and it's different by virtue of what kind of a specialty nurse training program they're going through. So OR nurses, NICU, ICU nurses, those programs are a little bit longer than, say, a typical med surge nurse program. At the end of that 12 to 14 weeks, because of the accelerated educational process of the training program, the graduates of STAR-N are able to take on a patient caseload on the other side of a 12 to 14-week training program. So it's, it's one where... Again, there are a couple of other companies out there that have nurse training programs. A lot of nursing schools offer this as a service offering, but there isn't anybody from a a staffing standpoint or from a healthcare labor management standpoint that do everything in terms of the front end of coming in to help healthcare systems manage their full-time labor better all the way to the back end where we're helping them train new nurse grads coming out of nursing school and essentially doing everything in between from from an MSP as well as from a, a staffing standpoint. This episode of The Staffing Show is brought to you by Staffing Referrals, the only recruiter referral platform designed specifically for staffing firms. If you're like most staffing firms, you're probably not using a digital referral platform, which means you're missing up to 60% of your potential referral placements. That's where Staffing Referrals comes in. Their recruiter referral platform helps you capture more referrals by transforming your candidates and contractors into digital brand ambassadors. 
Why do staffing firms love staffing referrals? You'll instantly get a referral program, like the ones used by Lyft, Uber, and Airbnb. Your recruiters get their very own brand ambassador program, and your company will get more referral leads than ever before. I think you should check it out. If you'd like to get more referral leads for your recruiters, check out their 90-day pilot. They're giving Staffing Show listeners $500 off their first 90 days. To claim your $500 discount, visit staffingreferrals.com forward slash hub. I think you'll love it. You've built a holistic system that takes everyone from that new nurse grad right on through to the hospital administrators looking to fill a hundred nursing shifts. What in your culture has allowed for this innovation, this sort of holistic perspective on the entire staffing experience? So I've been here for about five and a half years. And when I got here early on, I, I recognized a couple of things. One is we as a company needed to become easier to do business with. And that's whether you were a nurse that worked for us, whether you were a client that we supported, or whether you were one of our strategic vendor partners who provided nurses to our MSP programs, we recognized we needed to become easier to do business with. We needed to develop a more customer-centric culture where customers came first. And again, we view our customers as those three constituents, nurses, the vendors who support our MSP programs, and then the clients that, that we support from a healthcare system standpoint. And then ultimately, that that's all done with the corporate mantra that we all live every day, and that's focused around operational excellence. And we refer to it, it may sound corny, but we refer to it as the workforce way. And the workforce way at Health Trust is that we are constantly working every day to become easier to do business with, and that every business process we look at it, we think about it in the context of operational excellence. What's the best way to do something? And then we move towards managing our business processes in that direction. And I will tell you, Caitlin, five years in, it's great that the personality of the company has changed dramatically. Our employees, you know, right down to the most, to the newest, most junior person within the company feel empowered to come up with ideas, to make recommendations. We give a quarterly award. Um, we refer to it as the Health Trust Hero Award. Um, and that's for the associate that comes up with the best idea to improve a business process that we in turn implement and we recognize people quarterly and that it's all about making us be easier to do business with, with again, operational excellence as the backbone on how we, you know, guide our day to day activity. So what are some ways that you, well, you, you're obviously influential in the industry. You've been named one of the most influential people by SA for a couple of years now. I'm curious about your, your leadership style and what you do to foster those health trust heroes and foster that sense of innovation and empowerment. You know, I would tell you that to me, the, the most important thing that everybody in the company recognizes is not just me, but me and my immediate leadership team, we're all very involved in the day-to-day operational aspects of the business. We get involved in what's happening across the company on a regular basis, you know, whether it's weekly, monthly, quarterly, we're constantly being involved operationally in all elements of the business, but we do it in a way that we're there to help, that we all grew up in the business, 
And so we've all got very hands-on experience in the business and that they're very constructive conversations, which typically we're talking about all the positive things that are happening within the company and focusing. It, it allows us to focus on where we want to improve the company. And, and with a leadership team that's that hands-on, with an employee base that feels empowered to make recommendations and to, to help improve, again, every single business process within it, once we identify something that we do want to change, the velocity at which we're able to drive change through our organization, because we've gotten so much better in, in a relatively short period of time, we're able to drive change through the company very, very quickly without a lot of the consternation that's very typical of companies that have difficulty with change management. Ours is just the opposite. It, it tends to be embraced because as a company, everybody's so interested in continuing to improve and continuing from, a, again, the mantra of operational excellence and becoming easier to do business with. Could you give us some ideas of the kinds of quick changes you've been able to make recently, the tools or techniques that you've adopted that help facilitate this, that help make your org easier to work with? Well, we implemented a system through eRecruit, which we branded internally as Workforce 2.0. So all the companies, the nurses that we work with and the companies that do business with us, they work in that tool literally every day. We have user groups and focus groups that meet regularly on looking at Workforce 2.0 and, and what changes can we make systematically to enhance the user experience, to enhance the customer experience. Again, all in the spirit of helping us get easier to do business with. And so we're constantly enhancing our system, the toolkit in which everybody operates day to day in an effort to drive those kind of changes that you're referring to. The other thing that we've done is we've got a, an internal group of operational folks who work with each one of our lines of business from an operational perspective and look at opportunities to improve business processes and efficiencies. And so each department has its own operations director, and then they all work as a collective team collaboratively sharing best practices to look at ways that we can continue to improve across the whole company, not just the respective business, you know, the, the departments within the company in terms of silos that, yeah, they're fixing the silo that they're attached to, but they're part of a team that's, that orchestrates solutions across the whole company. And so we've been able to adopt the best practices of the different departments. And again, it, it comes to the velocity at which we're able to get that done. We can make things happen very, very quickly because of it. I'm curious how you would apply this this perspective to the industry as a whole. You have 25 years of experience in staffing, and I'm wondering what you identify as the biggest challenges facing healthcare staffing right now as a whole. I'd, I'd answer that question two ways, Caitlin. You know, number one, with the experience that I've had in the, the industry, you know, I grew up on the what I'll call the retail side of the staffing industry, where I haven't been in the industry as long as I have, I predate MSPs and VMSs. And so back when mm -hmm. I got in the industry, it was all retail. You know, you were working directly with the hiring manager, you were making placements, our fees were on a percentage basis higher. On the staffing side, the markups and bill rates were higher 
than they are today. As the industry became commoditized, to me, there's now two different delivery models. One is wholesale and one is retail. In the healthcare staffing space, both still exist. But here at Health Trust, I would tell you that, that we are a classic example of the wholesale delivery model. And when I grew up in my, in my career, you know, I recognized that when you're supporting and servicing the wholesale side of the staffing industry, you had to rationalize in your mind as a service provider in that space that you were willing to give up margin for volume and ease of doing business with. And so mm-hmm. I recognize that for us to be on the wholesale side of the staffing industry within healthcare, that we have to be easier to do business with. Because if our staffing partners that support our MSP programs have an option on, you know, do we want to work on a health trust order or do we want to work on another MSP's order, if we're easier to do business with, and if they have a higher degree of success with us than the recruiters who only have a certain amount of time and effort that they can put into their day, they'd rather work on a health trust. You know, our hope is that we want to create an environment where they want to work on a health trust job over our competitors. So that's one piece of it, recognizing that we're a wholesale delivery supplier and that we've got to make it desirable to want to work with us versus others. The other answer to your question is that when when I look at HCA, who's our, our parent company, HCA, one of the strengths among many of HCA as a company is their ability to operationalize business processes, refine them, and, and make them as efficient as possible, and that we as a subsidiary of HCA Everything that we do, you know, starts out as an idea. We pilot these ideas. We operationalize the business processes and then we get really, really efficient at how we deliver whatever the service line is that we're going to deliver against. And so we work for a company. We, we are part of a company in HCA that operational excellence and efficiency in everything that we do is one of the success quotients of a very, very successful company. So it's inherent to the way I grew up in the industry and it's inherent to how all of HCA runs as a corporation. This episode of The Staffing Show is brought to you by Text Us. You might remember Text Us for their conversational text messaging software that helps recruiters communicate faster with candidates. Since launching four years ago, Text Us has become the largest provider of text messaging to the staffing industry. In fact, over 500 staffing firms choose Text Us more than any other texting software on the market. Why are they so popular? Because getting a hold of the top talent is more difficult than ever. That's where Text Us comes in. Their real time communication platform helps your recruiters cut through the noise and get a response. If you want to increase recruiter productivity, you should check out Text Us. You can claim your staffing show exclusive free 30-day pilot by visiting textus.com forward slash hub. Just go to textus.com forward slash hub to claim your pilot and start recruiting in real time. Can you give me an idea of some of the ways these efficiencies look operationally? For example, what larger challenges do you feel like you have successfully 
molded into a workable, efficient process that helps everybody do business a little bit easier? That's a great question. So having grown up on the professional services side of staffing, and when I moved into healthcare, I had some friends in the industry who kind of warned me or alerted me to the, the, the biggest difference in healthcare staffing is the degree to which healthcare, especially on the clinician side, the healthcare providers need to be credentialed and the management of those credentials is critical to, you know, part of the service offering of being in the healthcare staffing space. And so getting a nurse or getting a physician credentialed is a long, arduous process. And when you talk to anybody in the healthcare staffing space, they can tell you that it takes anywhere from 30 to 120 days to get a nurse credentialed to make them eligible to be able to go to work. Part of that is because the process is we're relying on the nurses getting us the proper documentation and certifications and licensures, et cetera. But then the whole business process of collecting those, verifying the, that the information is true, et cetera, is just a long, drawn-out process. When I first got here, we were averaging more than 90 days to get a nurse credential. Well, we've worked literally for years on that process. And overall, the business process changes we've made with the software enhancements that we've made, with the tools that we've put in place, we now can get nurses credentialed and ready to work in less than 10 days. So we went from from 90 plus to 10 days. So that's a benefit to the nurses we're working with. That's a benefit to the clients that we're providing staffing services to. And that's a benefit to all the vendor partners that we have that are having, you know, whether it's travel nurses or perineum nurses working through our programs to support our client base. That's typically the, the longest part of the hiring process to get nurses to go to work. And again, we took it from what was a 90 plus day process a couple of years ago to now we can get it done in less than 10 days. How did you do that? Part of it is systematic. You know, we, through our Workforce 2.0 implementation, we're using software to gather the credentials, and then we built the tool in a way that our credentialers can look at the credential, approve the credential, and communicate back and forth with the nurse through emails and texting to say, you know, hey, we're still waiting for this document, or hey, that document isn't the right document, you need to get us a different one. So the way we communicate is we're we're using more modern technology to do that as opposed to emails and what used to be phone calls. We're engaging with the nurses differently in that, you know, we're talking to them about how they need to be more participative in the process and that if they want to go to work quickly, they need to get us the data points quickly. We've worked with our background check vendors to pressure them to get the background check processes done faster. So it's been a combination of a lot of different things. You know, the other thing that we did is we utilized this operations team that I mentioned earlier in the call to look at all the business processes. And while we thought that things were being held up within our credentialing department, but through our operational audit, we recognized that in some cases the field owned some of the hangups in the process. And in other Mm -hmm. cases, we recognized that the program office that manages our MSP, that they were holding up parts of the business processes and where we all, where one department was sort of pointing the finger at the other department is, you know, hey, you're keeping the process from getting better. Um, this operational audit team 
went in there, looked at all the business processes and defined where the, the holdups were. And we were able to, again, knock down some of the barriers, identify where the holdups were, get the business processes changed and having our people adopt new business processes to, again, accelerate the process through credentialing to, again, improve the overall experience for everybody. And again, it's one where, you know, our internal employees like the processes better, the nurses like the processes better, our vendor partners like the processes better, and ultimately our clients like the processes better because they get nurses on the floor faster. And maybe this is related to breaking down bottlenecks, creating more efficiencies, or, or or maybe you'll take it in another direction. But I'm wondering how you see the healthcare staffing industry evolving over the next few years. I think the buyers of our services are becoming more educated and more sophisticated. And that, you know, I, I would say that healthcare is notorious for being behind a couple of business cycles as it relates to business processes. So the fact that you've got some some fairly large and, and some mid-sized and small healthcare systems that aren't taking advantage of buying their contract labor through MSPs and utilizing VMS tools to create governance, to create efficiencies, to create visibility, that is getting accelerated. And so that is going to change the dynamic of this whole wholesale versus retail business mix. And that right now, while there's still a pretty healthy balance between the two, I think you're going to see the scale weight towards more staffing services within healthcare are going to get bought through the wholesale model of MSPs and VMSs. That will be a major change within all the healthcare vertical. The other big thing is that the war for talent isn't going to slow down. You know, the reality is there just aren't enough nurses going through nursing school to deal with the gap between how many nurses there are in the U.S. and how many nursing openings there are. And you've got the same paradigm that exists on the the doctor side. There aren't enough doctors. There aren't enough locum tenants. And so between physicians and nurses, there's still going to be shortages. And so those firms that continue to be able to create scale, get bigger, are able to create the delivery model to successfully compete in what's going to be a more wholesale-oriented staffing space will be the winners as healthcare becomes smarter buyers of services. When you look at healthcare systems, the two most expensive line items on a healthcare systems P&L are supplies and labor. And so the GPO space of healthcare is, you know, 15, 20 years old, and they continue to get better and better and more efficient. And now labor is starting to catch up both in terms of the engagement that healthcare systems are working towards to get a more engaged full-time employee base, but also how they engage with staffing providers because the, the use of contract labor is part of literally every healthcare system in America and that they are continue to, to become more educated, more sophisticated buyer of those services. Thanks for listening to The Staffing Show. Don't forget to sign up for our newsletter at staffinghub.com to never miss an episode. Until next time.